everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Friendly Local Game Pod for different reasons this time. Usually when we say that, it's because we have uh, somebody that we're interviewing or something that we're doing, but this time it's because we're a little short on time because things are a little bit crazy right now for things that we'll update you on later. So we're just going to do a real short episode tonight because we were talking and just thinking about games that we love but haven't gotten to play in a while. And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Just each of us are going to pick a game that we really enjoy, but we just haven't gotten to the table that we would like to do soon. So Rachel, which game are you thinking of? I'm going to do Century Gollum Edition. So the Century games, there are three of them. And the, the one that Century Gollum Edition is based off of, it's a reskin of, is Century Spice Road. So in Century Spice Road, you're trading spices and upgrading those spices for different benefits. But in Century Gollum Edition, it's the same game, essentially, except that it's been reskinned with this, like, cartoony, cute, I, I don't know, it's just a, a lot more kid-friendly looking, where Century mm-hmm. Spice Edition is just, it's more, it looks like a traditional Euro, pretty much. It's got cubes and things like this. Uh, Century Golem Edition has crystals, so there are these big, chunky crystals. It also has the cards are like really bright and vibrant and really nice looking. So in this game, you are acting as a merchant and in your merchant caravan, you have space for 10 crystals. Those crystals range in colors from yellow, green, blue, and magenta, and they ascend in that order. So there are there's more of a likelihood that you'll get yellow and less of a likelihood that you'll get pink. Not that they're of a different value necessarily, but that's the frequency they come up on the card. So pinks in a way are more rare. There's no game board for this edition. There are two rows of cards to get laid out. The row of cards on the top are golems, and those are also the point cards. So what you're doing is trying to get the arrangement of crystals that are on those golem cards, those point cards. Um, So it might be like, it might be worth 20 points and you need a yellow, a green, a blue, and three magentas. That's a pretty high point card. Or it could be something like eight points and you just need two yellows and three greens. So you're trying to get, be the first person to get that combination so that you can claim that card and those points. On the second row of cards are merchant cards, and those cards have different values of crystals on them that you're, you're going to put that card in your hand and then play at a later time to either trade, like upgrade some of your crystals for a different color. So you might trade, for example, three crystals for two blue. Or you might, you know, some of them just allow you the opportunity to gain crystals. So there's an example of one that just gives you five. So then on your turn, your options are you can play a card from your hand to either exchange crystals or to receive crystals. You can acquire a merchant card, which gets added to your deck. So it's, it's like an engine builder. Or you can rest, and what that allows you to do is pick up all your previously played cards back into your hand. But if you rest, that's the only thing you can do on your turn. And then the other option is to claim a point card. So that's when you have all the crystals available on your caravan, and you're exchanging them for that golem card with points. And you, you just take one turn each round. You keep going until somebody gets 
five golem cards in a higher player count game. So if there's four or five players, you only need five golem cards to end the game or six golem cards for a two to three player game. Once someone has acquired the last golem card needed to end the game, you count up your points. Those are on the cards. And then also on the very far left hand of the golem cards, there's a pile of copper coins and silver coins. And so if you take the leftmost card, you will also get a copper coin worth three points at the end of the game. And the one just to the right of the far left card, you'll get a silver one, which is worth one additional point. So there's very much like a push your luck kind of mechanism because you might be trying to get that high point card, but you really have to pay attention to what other cards people have picked up, what other crystals they're collecting, what they're exchanging for what, because it's very likely that they are after the same card that you are. So there's sort of a strategy of do I just focus solely on those high value cards or do I just try to pick up a bunch of smaller value and end the game faster before everybody else has had a chance to pick up those big cards. I love this game. It's very quick. I haven't played in a long time because I play this at work with the game group there. This is one of the favorites of that game group because it plays so quickly. So we can play on lunch. There's very little setup. The components come in little containers that are already set up for you. You just pull them out of the box and then set up the cards and away you go. The explanation doesn't take very long. Once somebody's gone through a round, they get it fairly quickly. I really like this when we're short on time or in between other games. Mm -hmm. And it's really cute. I think the artwork's nice too. Yeah. So we actually own the Spice Edition and it just isn't, it's, it, the art is beautiful, Mm -hmm. but like the thing about the Century Golem is that the things that you're trading are crystals and they're Mm -hmm. just beautiful. Yeah. And so, you know, whereas in, uh, in the Spice Road version, you're just trading colored wooden cubes. So it's just not (laughs) as effective. (laughs) And so we have, you know, and then there's a series. So we have all three. And part of the reason we got the Spice Road version was because they had said originally that they weren't going to continue the Gollum edition for Mm -hmm. all three in the series. And then they realized that was dumb because people really like the Gollum edition and they did it anyway. And we were like, well, what the heck? (laughs) I know when they said that they were only going to do the one edition as a Gollum edition and then it sold out immediately. I'm like, "Mm, no, they're going to do the others. (laughs) Yeah. Should have known. And a year later they said, oh yeah, you know, by the way, we're going to do the Gollum edition. Thanks. Thanks. That's real cool. (laughs) We hadn't gotten the other ones for that reason because we were hoping, well, we knew that you owned them. Yes. And we were hoping that they would come out with Gollum editions. And we actually own the second one in the Gollum edition, but we haven't played it yet. So, yeah. Yeah, I like the series. We haven't played the third one yet. We own it, but we just haven't gotten it to the table. The second one was good. It's a different feel, but it's, and you can play them like together. You can play like a saga where you play, you know, each of them in order. So they have different Mm -hmm. game kind of game plays, but it's, it is, it's a great little game. It's a great kind of gateway introductory, but still good strategy game. Like it's fun for everybody. Yes. Yes. And I think, I think you could probably play this with kids as young as eight as a family, but it, I think it's engaging enough for adults. I mean, obviously we, we play it at work with adults. So, 
Yeah, I really enjoy this one. And I'm looking forward to playing the other one as well. Uh, we just haven't gotten it to the table. It's just been a little crazy around here. So, <laughs> just a little um, bit. I did see that the Gollum edition right now is sold out. It does tend to sell out. Its print runs fairly quickly. So if you do want one, you might want to pre-order it through either your local game store or through a retailer. But it does get reprinted frequently. It is around $40, which is a little seat for a smaller box game, but I think it's because of those crystal components. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, the cards are tarot size cards and it is very nicely put together. But, you know, 40 gets towards the top end for filler games, I would mm -hmm. say. So I agree. Yeah. yeah. How about you? So the game that we haven't played in a long time, and part of it, this is a game that I think we picked up really early in our collecting days. So it came out in 2015, which is really probably about when we started getting into board games. And this is Lanterns, the Harvest Festival. It's a pretty popular game, another kind of gateway entry game. Actually, it has this a similar feel to Century Gollum, but it's a different type of game. So Lanterns is a tile laying game. So the idea is that you know, the harvest is done and all of the artisans are working hard to prepare for the festival. And so by preparing for the festival, they are floating these lit lanterns out on the lake and they're competing to become the most honored artisan. So you want to be <laughs> the best. You're doing this in preparation for the festival beginning. And so you are kind of floating these lanterns and trying to make the correct combinations to get the honors that you're working for. So each tile has up to four different colors on it. So four different sections of lanterns. And I think there are six or seven different colors of lanterns total. Some tiles have more than one of the same color on it at the same time. So there may be like two purples, a green and a black. And then there on another one, it might be three reds and a blue. And so you, you get a hand of tiles. And so on your turn, you place a tile. So there's a starting tile already out. And which direction you place it matters tremendously because when you place a tile, you're going to get lanterns. So is everybody else at the table. You get whichever lantern is facing you. So if, if I place the tile with a red facing me and a green facing Jordan, a black facing you, we would each get that color lantern. You okay. can earn yourself bonuses by matching colors when you place a lantern. So let's say I place my... I place a green lantern down matching a green that's already on the table. But let's say that green is actually facing you. You're going to get a green lantern, but I'm also going to get a green lantern because I match the color, plus I'm going to get whatever color is facing me. Hmm. So if you work it correctly, you can get more than one lantern on your turn, hopefully even up to three or four if you can make a really good match, if you can lay them correctly. And so you're collecting these lanterns. It's basically a set collection at that point where you are trying to quickly gain honors because if you are late to gain an honor, you're going to not get as many points as somebody who got there before you. And the honors can be gained by having one of each color. So you're turning in a set of one of each color of lantern. There's one of four of a kind, so four of one color, and there's one of two pairs of three different colors. And so it's another game kind of like Century where you're you're looking at everybody else and like, okay, what, what are you going for? What are you going for? And trying to gauge what your best bet is. And it's also strategy when you're placing your tiles and trying not to give your opponents things that they need. It really is kind of just an interesting little 
strategy hitch of not only keeping track of your own stuff, but keeping track of what everybody else is doing. And you're, it's, there's very little downtime because you're always getting stuff in between turns. You can only dedicate lanterns at the end of your turn. And so, or at the beginning of your turn. I actually think it's the beginning of your turn. You, you have to dedicate lanterns. And so you have to plan for that too, because you're not going to be able to do it at the end of your turn. It's a quick to explain, pretty straightforward game. It has a couple of pretty good expansions. This actually has a great app as well. I like to play it on the app once in a while just for fun. That I think was pretty cheap for a while. I'm not sure what it is now. But the game itself is, is going to be in that $25 to $28 range. Mm-hmm. I think it's $28 right now on Amazon. It's really good for just a, a little easy, quick entry game. There's a couple other things I didn't talk about. You can gain little tokens that'll get you different things too, but it's really straightforward and it's a pleasant game. Just competitive enough to be interesting, but not so much that you're gonna you're gonna yes. go after each other. It's a very visually appealing game, really colorful. You know, you're playing these lanterns, you know, building this kind of lake around and yeah, it's very cool. So that is Lanterns the Harvest Festival. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah. I I know that I have not played this one, but as you were describing it, I know I've seen you guys playing it Mm -hmm. like at a at a get together. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I've seen this played. (laughs) Like I've watched somebody play this. So it sounds really interesting. It's it's interesting that we both chose games this week that are competitive but not overly so. Yeah. Like you're not gonna have a table flip over Gollum Century. Yes. Unless well, you've got serious think, anger management issues. Yeah. And I think too, it's, I think we both also picked games that are better at like three to four players, you yes. know, where you really want, you know, I know Lanterns especially is much better at four. If you can get all four people around the table, it's really good. But we also picked games that are short, which is kind of, kind of funny. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I think that makes sense for us because it's hard for us to get four players together right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, not normally, but right now yeah. <laughs> it is. And so I'm not going to play Century Gollum Edition with a shock. I mean, you can, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's not as fun. It's it's no. definitely more of a group experience. So. Yeah, I agree. Well, has there any, been anything else you've been up to? Do a quick check in here at the end. Ooh, uh, well, I did get a new game that I'm definitely going to talk about here soon because I've been playing it. It's called Adventure of D. (laughs) It's from Indonesia, and it's really interesting. And so I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, We're kicking off an RPG. So we have a bunch of dungeon masters that have gotten together that want to play other games. So every dungeon master in our group is running a short campaign with um, non-stereotypical RPGs. So not Dungeons and Dragons, not Pathfinder. So I believe we're going to be doing Starfinder and there's a zombie one, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the name I can't think of right now. And then I'm running Blades in the Dark and then Mm -hmm. there's another one in the works. So and you can drop in and out of whichever ones that you want. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really excited to to learn some other systems, to get an opportunity to play a little, <laughs> and uh, so that's what I've been up to is reading <laughs> reading game manuals and building characters <laughs> and that sort of thing. How about you? How are you doing? Well, things are a little busy. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are actually looking at maybe selling our house. So mm-hmm. we've been doing so not too much nerdy stuff going on other than 
we need more room for games. I don't know. No, that's not really true. I mean, yes, always need more room for games, but um, so no, we're, we're kind of packing up and doing some of that, but I've got some games coming, which I'm really excited about. Um, We talked about Infinity's Defiance of Fate is on the way. There's Mint Control, one of the Mint Cooperative games. Yep. uh, We've been, or Mint Cooperative, I think is the one that's coming. So there's some stuff coming down the line, which is pretty cool. I also just want to heads up. I think I haven't sent the email yet, but I think we might be co-oping with another podcaster. We (laughs) might do some cross posting of episodes to just kind of, yeah. So be be on the lookout for that. We'll kind of keep you updated on that a little bit too. Just some cool, cool networking things, cool things going on. So yeah. So that's, that's really about it. Just kind of trying to stay safe and stay sane, I think is really the big thing right now. Right. right. (laughs) And, you know, we, we apologize again that things are a little late this week again, but we are both extremely busy right now. And not that that's a great excuse because, (laughs) you know, we we should theoretically be able to find time to sit down and chat about games because that's what we like to do anyway. But really between the two of us, we have definitely been burning the candle at both ends. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. But we'll always make the podcast a priority as much as we can because we enjoy doing this so much. But we do. There may be a few short episodes here. And there. <laughs> We're calling them pod fillers. Filler yeah, pods? pod filler. Pod pods. fillers. Yeah, I don't know. One of the two. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Hope everybody's doing well out there, staying safe and playing games. And we will see you or not see you. But we oh, will talk. hold on. Oh, wait. Oh. I forgot. One thing mm-hmm. we forgot to mention yeah. that we just found out. They released the new cover for the new Wingspan expansion. Oh, yes. yes. So if you get the chance, check that out because it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I won't interrupt anymore. Rachel, you no. can do your spiel. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> that just reminded me to, to put in our pre-orders. So. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. Well, we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.